thank the Lord for letting us be back in his house to worship tonight. And thank the Lord for everybody that's come this way tonight. We're glad to have you. And we especially want to say thank you to each visitor that we have tonight. It's such a blessing having people come and join us in the worship. And glad to have you tonight. I have a scripture on my heart that's probably, uh, without a doubt, the most well-known verse in the entire Bible. It's John 3.16. That's what I feel in my heart like reading tonight. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Isn't that wonderful? Let's all stand for just a moment as we pray. Precious Heavenly Father, thank you for allowing us to be in your house again tonight to worship. God, thank you for your scripture and thank you for the truth of it and the blessing of it. God, thank you that you did give your only begotten son so we could have salvation and we could be born again. God, thank you for being so good to us and blessing us in so many ways. We pray for this service tonight, God, that it would touch people's hearts according to the need. God, you're such a great God, and, and Lord, you can handle everything. Help us to just come to you and turn the things over that need handling to you. We ask you these things and praise you in Jesus' name, and amen. Be seated, and we'll turn the service over to the choir.
76. 76.
this time we'll have the choir come down and we'll turn it over to him be open it up tonight. Appreciate being here tonight. Appreciate the choir singing. I, I appreciate the fellowship we had before church. And uh, I tell you, it's just good to be in the Lord's house tonight. Uh, we had our uh, lock-in on Sunday night after church. And uh, I tell you, we just had a real dandy of a meeting. Um, uh, I tell you, it really was a big pick-me-up. We had uh, several people move and uh, I'm just telling you, it, it's carried me all the way to today, and I'm excited for today so it can keep carrying me to Sunday. Um, I'm just thankful to be here tonight, so we'll ask everyone who's seated to stand, and we'll uh, take up prayer requests. Everyone who has an unspoken prayer request, hands all throughout the house, remember those. Anybody with a spoken prayer request? Absolutely. Remember that. Hmm. Anybody else have a spoken prayer request tonight? If not, we'll ask Brother Mike Kessinger to lead us in prayer.
help us as we come together, that we can humble our lives and worship you in spirit and truth, your holy name, those that are in peace, God, that your gospel might move mightily. Our Father, to come Lord, you know the need in every lifetime out of my pray, my God, that you'd fill our needs according to your riches and glory, and especially in the lives of those that are lost, Father, that they might see their need and turn to Jesus before it's eternally too late. Father, I pray this evening that you'd answer each request in your holy will. Bless our Father in every effort and just take us and use us for your glory, not only in this service, but each day as we walk through life, that we could be all that we can be for your glory. In Jesus' holy name we pray. I was talking with Grandpa tonight as um, I was with him, and um, I'm sure most people have heard about the young man who was injured on the football field on Monday night. And uh, uh, we were talking about how amazing it has been to see the reaction of the country about what's happened with that young man. Uh, I was listening to a doctor, and the way they described it was, uh, that man had to be hit with the right amount of force at the exact right millisecond in order for him to have the reaction that he did. And um, I was telling Grandpa, it's amazing, that had to have been a God thing, unfortunately, for him to have been injured like that, and I hate to hear it, but that God took that man's injury and brought the country down on her knees to pray for that young man. And uh, I was even listening to ESPN the other day, and um, the ESPN anchor stopped, and he said, uh, "He said I got it on my heart." I said, "He said I got to stop and pray right now," and he bowed his head and he prayed on live TV. And uh, I just thought, how amazing it is that we have a God that will take a situation as bad as that and allow that lighthouse to just shine out upon the country. Um, I'm, I'm I'm so thankful we serve a Savior that cares enough for us to do that. Uh, we'll ask at this time if. Uh, anybody has a song or a testimony on your heart? Let's pray for him. appreciate the Lord giving me something. Uh, that meant a lot to me. It seemed like a while back the preacher said, if you don't ask God to put something in your basket before you come to church, you ought to. And I appreciate being able to ask God for something to be in my basket. I appreciate being able to do something for the Lord just every once in a while. If I, if nothing else but bow and feel his, his spirit when I can pray, I appreciate that. So you pray for me. Jesus came to Bethesda's pool Where the cripple did wait For the waters to move A man had been lame For thirty-eight years Then he asked this question That still rings through my ears Wilt thou be made whole? Do you want a new life? Wilt thou be made whole? 
God's question to you, will thou be made whole? He said, there's no man to help me in the pool. I try to get up, there's no way I can move. Then Jesus said, rise. Take up thy bed and walk. And by his faith, he was made whole. Wilt thou be made whole? Do you want a new life? Wilt thou be made whole and believe in Christ? Do you want to be washed? as white as the snow God's question to you wilt thou be made whole Once my clothes were ragged, the world looked down on me. I had no hope for tomorrow, nor for eternity. But then grace came with mercy and heard this orphan's plea. And now I've been adopted, from bondage I've been set free. And now I'm no longer an orphan, for someone has rescued me. My garments no longer are tattered, my family is royalty. I came so empty-handed, no place to call my home, and no one to really love me. Oh, but now look what I own. I'm feasting on the manna that comes from God on high. And shortage. There is a vast supply, and now I'm no longer an orphan, for someone has rescued me. My garments no longer are tattered. My family is royalty. I'm no longer an orphan, for Jesus has rescued me. My garments no longer are tattered, my family is royalty.
Appreciate those songs. Would anybody else have a song or a testimony on your heart before we turn it over to our pastor? Appreciate that. Anybody else? If not, let's pray for him, church. sitting there enjoying Taylor and Katie's songs and uh, realized what the date was today. Today is January 4th. Um, it's been 19 years since I've been saved today. Um, I just turned eight years old and I was in second grade on, on Christmas break. Um, and we went back to school shortly after um, and we had an activity. Uh, what do you want to happen this year? You know, what, what do you want? And the kids were saying all kinds of things and I had just been saved, and I was, you know, everyone knows uh, how on fire you are when you just get saved. Um, and I wrote down, this year, I'll, I want my dad to get saved. Uh, and he was 41 when I said that. And he just turned 60 last year. He's about to turn 61. Um, and he still hasn't been saved. Uh, but I look around, and I see so many people who I know have prayed with me for him, who have labored with me. Uh, I think about Heather many times. Uh, has come up to me after church, telling me uh, that she's praying for my dad and, and how heavy her heart was. Uh, but I'm thankful that even if I was the only one praying, uh, 
that God's still big enough to handle it. Uh, that, that God's grace is sufficient enough to, to save my dad uh, if he'll just let him. And uh, it, it gets hard many times. It, it, it's, it's, a, it's a rough battle, but I, I love being able to have a burden for him. It, it makes me happy to know that God's still dealing with him. Uh, and this year, I want my dad to get saved. That's my prayer request for this year. Uh, and, uh, and if he doesn't get saved this year, God is still good. Uh, the Lord's been so good to me in my life. Uh, I'd be a fool not to thank him. I'd be a fool not to sing for him. And I'd be a fool not to live for him. Uh, so just pray for me. that song. Appreciate Eric. Uh, I feel like now's a good time. I'll just turn over to my pastor. Sure is good to be here. Appreciate uh, feeling the Lord and good songs that's been sung. And, uh, I appreciate uh, everybody cheer. As I look back through the house, I just it blesses my heart to see everyone cheer tonight. And uh, have a scripture I'd like to share. It's been on my heart a little while. Very familiar. It's in the second chapter of the book of Luke. It's uh, uh, 
lot of times we call it the Christmas story, and it is. And if I'd use a text or subject tonight, it would be Christmas and after. Christmas and after Christmas. And uh, you remember in the second chapter of Luke, uh, down around the seventh verse, it talks about Mary uh, brought forth her firstborn son and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And the Bible goes on, the eighth verse says, and there were shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. Uh, these shepherds were taking care of their job, doing their uh, duties, taking care of the business. And it says, and lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. I've always thought about that word sore. And, uh, you know, uh, these were, I believe these were good men, but when God's power moved like that, it, it startled them, it scared them. And, uh, uh, but these angels had a job to do, and uh, they were doing their job. And so talks about uh, the glory of the Lord shone around about them, and they were so afraid. And, and then the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. Now listen to this next phrase, which shall be unto all people. Now that tells us that it's universal. Everybody can have Jesus. And he came so everybody could have him. And so that's to everybody. But now the very next phrase, it's interesting how the Bible lines things up. The very next phrase in the Bible here in verse 11, right after it said, which is to all people in verse 10, verse 11 says, for unto you, uh, after, the, after the message said it's to everybody, uh, then the angel said, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. So the angels were saying to these fellas, uh, although it's to everybody, and it is, thank God it is, it's to you personally and specifically and individually. Now, I, if you're here tonight, uh, and if you, especially if you've never been saved, I want you to realize Jesus died for you personally, especially, and specifically. And I want to say this, and I believe this with all my heart and believe the Bible backs it up. If you'd have been the only lost sinner Jesus would have still come all the way from heaven, uh, been born of a virgin, and ultimately went to the cross of Calvary and died on the cross and rose from the dead for you, just for you. And if it had been me, just for me, likewise. And so I want you to think about this. And, uh, and, said, and this shall be a sign to you. You shall find a babe wrapped in swallowing cloths, lying in a manger. Suddenly there was with the angel a multitude, the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Now, that word toward men, uh, he came to bring goodwill toward men. Uh, but if you want to have it, you have to receive it. It's like Jesus said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Uh, if any man will hear my voice and open unto me, then I'll come in. Uh, Jesus uh, doesn't break the door down to get in your house. Uh, he's not an intruder, uh, but he's such a wonderful, powerful, loving, passionate Savior. Uh, God, and I read that John 3.16 when I was opening up at the start of service. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him, that whosoever meant all of us, uh, everybody and individually each of us, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now, I want you to think about this. And so uh, we're getting uh, maybe uh, to some of the things that, that's really on my heart. 
as, as it came to pass, I want you to list this. This is in verse 15. As the angels were gone away from them into uh, heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even to Bethlehem, see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known to us. Now, I want you to think about this. These shepherds were out there in the field. It was nighttime. They were keeping watch over their flock. And when the angel of the Lord <coughs> had given them uh, the great message about the birth of the Savior, they uh, reasoned together. They said, let's go now and see this thing which has come to pass. Uh, you think about this. Uh, I hadn't thought about this a lot until just recently. Uh, but they had a big job taking care of these sheep. Uh, the Bible doesn't say you know, that they uh, said, wait a minute, you know, let's see if we can get somebody to watch these sheep for us. Uh, I don't know if there was anybody around or not. The Bible uh, didn't say that some of them said, well, we'll go, i see about it. And uh, when you get back, the rest of us will go. They all went together right now. Uh, well, preacher, uh, what's the point in that? I'm telling you what, uh, there might be some distractions to you. Uh, there might be some things that even tried to distract these fellows, but none of it distracted them. Sometimes in life, we've got circumstances and, and situations in life, and sometimes uh, emotional things that come upon us, uh, and sometimes the old devil tries to use a lot of things to distract us, uh, even our responsibilities. These men had responsibilities. They were watching the sheep, but they had a greater need in going to see Jesus. And so you just keep praying. I like to see somebody get saved tonight. Uh, I, I want you to realize with me, you know, when the Bible said down here, they said, let's go now, even unto Bethlehem, see this, uh, this thing which has come to pass. Uh, now, verse 16 said, and they came with haste. They left immediately and they hurried to get down there. Uh, you know, I saw uh, just a, an article recently, a headline, uh, didn't catch everything it was about, but uh, the governor of Ohio signed some kind of a bill uh, to kind of uh, try to keep people from driving uh, while uh, they're texting on their phones. Uh, they don't want people to have distracted driving. And I see signs all along the highway sometimes. Uh, beware of distracted driving. I, I'm telling you, uh, we ought not be distracted while we're driving the car. It's dangerous. But I'm telling you what, if you get distracted uh, from the journey of life that you're on, uh, it's dangerous too. We need to keep our focus on the thing that God wants us to do. If you've been saved, you need to be serving God. And so I just keep praying for a little while. Listen to this. Now they, and I want to get this again, then I'll go on. And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven. The shepherd said once another, let us go now, even unto Bethlehem. You need to come now. And if you're here tonight and you've not been saved and God speaks to your heart, you need to come now. Don't try to wait and fix this up. Wait, wait and try to fix that up. Uh, wait and try to get something else in order. I've talked to people numerous times. They said, well, I felt like going to the altar. I felt like there was something I needed to get fixed first. Listen. God has all wisdom. If God's inviting you to the altar and if he's letting your heart feel like coming, God knows what's going on. If you want things fixed, come to God and let him help you get things fixed. I've had people ask me uh, after church, maybe I'd say to somebody, uh, did you feel like going to all or not? And they said, yeah, but I've got a lot of questions I need to get answered first. And, and I tell them, uh, listen, if God impressed you to come to the altar, come on to the altar and God will help you get your questions answered. I had some questions when I was lost, and most of them got answered when I got saved. And if I had any more, God could help me with them too. And so don't let the distractions of life uh, get you off track. Uh, but listen, it goes on down through here. After it said, uh, they, they said, and verse 16 said, they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Boy, they found what they were looking for. 
I'm telling you what, Brother Bill, when I was a lost boy and I, I wanted to get saved, I didn't want to die and go to hell. I, I found what I was looking for at an altar of repentance. Now, get this part. I, I'm preaching about Christmas and after. I, Think about the after part. Think about what this said here. And verse 17 says, And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. I'm telling you, once you have seen Jesus, you need to tell some other folks about it. We need to be about the Father's business. Have you told anybody anything about Jesus lately? Uh, that's, uh, that's our mission here. Well, that's our job in life. And I'll tell you, when I got saved, I was sitting on the morning's bench when I got saved. And I can remember so clearly, I looked back through the house and I saw some of my friends that I believed to be lost. And I thought, I need to tell them about this. I want them, but they, I wanted them to get what I'd got. And see, I'd had some friends that had told me, uh, uh, Rod Mason, he got saved before I did. He was one of my buddies, one of my pals. And uh, he was the first one that said to me, uh, as I was a lost boy and I was sitting by him and, and the invitation was being made, he kind of leaned on and whispered, and said, are you needing to go to the altar? And I said, yeah. He said, I'll go with you. And I said, okay. And we went to the altar together. And so that was the start of my seeking the Lord. Listen, if you've been saved, are you doing anything for the Lord? When people get saved, uh, they need to follow Jesus. They need to get baptized and join the church. And they need to live for God day in and day out. God will bless you if you'll do that. Jesus said to his little church, let your light shine. What's that mean? We've got a light in us if we've been saved by the grace of God. It's the light of the glorious gospel of Christ that's in us. It puts it in our soul. We need to live in such a way, uh, follow God, and let that light shine through us to show our friends that we've got Jesus. And so let me get this again here. Uh, when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning the child. Now listen what happened here. When they began uh, abroad telling it, I don't know where all they went telling it. Uh, I don't know what was going on with the sheep, but they were doing their job. And so when they went abroad telling it, the Bible said in verse 18, said, And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. Now, uh, probably not everybody that heard about what had happened got saved, but I'd suspect some of them did. Everybody that heard about the story that the shepherds told wondered about it. They pondered about it. I remember when I was wondering about Jesus, and I remember when I found out what I needed. I got him. I saw him for myself. Well, preacher, how could you see Jesus? I don't mean physically, but in spirit, in my soul, I saw Jesus got acquainted with him. Now, I want to make uh, two things and get you a song ready. Come ahead if you want to and get you a song ready. I want to make two points, Christmas and after. Have you seen Jesus? Have you got saved? Have you really got acquainted with Jesus? If you have, are you living in such a way to help other people that need him? I tell you what, this be if you're here tonight and you've been saved and you haven't been living for the Lord, I should, this would be a good night to get in. You could help lead somebody else to Jesus. Now, let me talk to you that are lost for just a minute. Now, I suspect we've got some folks here that's never been saved tonight. Listen, now, you can have Jesus just as much as the preacher, the deacons, the song leader, uh, the choir. You can have Jesus just as much because he died for you. Remember, he's died for everybody. Remember? Remember what I preached about it. Remember, he died specifically for you. You can put your name in there. He died for you. Now, I'd like to ask you, uh, let's all stand. And I'd like to ask you that need to come, if you need to come and repent, or if you need to come and get saved, I want to beg you and I want to ask you tonight, please obey the Lord. Please come and pray uh, while we sing this song. 
and let God bless you. Let him bless you wonderfully right now, right here. Please come. Somebody needs to come. Christmas and after. I'm glad there is a Christmas. And I'm glad I got acquainted with Jesus. And I'm glad you can too. You can get acquainted with Jesus. Would you please come? I believe somebody needs to come. I really feel it. I had it on my heart even before church. Please obey the Lord. Let God have his way in your life. Please obey him tonight. Let God have his way in your life. I'm telling you what, you'll never be sorry. Obey the Lord. I'm going to come down front a little bit. Please obey the Lord. Let God have his way in your life. This Jesus that came, born of a virgin, laid in a manger, and went to the cross and died, he did that for you and me. And the only way to go to heaven is to get saved. When I was lost, I didn't want to stay lost because I didn't want to die and go to hell. God told me through the gospel, Brother Anthony, that I was lost. I'm glad he told me that. But it made me fearful. I was afraid and I was worried. But God that told me I was lost and on the way to hell also told me in the same gospel message, you don't have to stay lost and you don't have to go to hell. And you can get saved and then you'll never have to worry about going to hell because you'll have eternal life. And I've got that tonight. Please come. I believe there are people here needing to come. We're not here to embarrass you or put you on the spot. Not at all. Not here to pressure you. But we love, we love you and God loves you. And God, that's why God sent his son and that's why God still sends the gospel out telling people about what Jesus did and is doing for folks. He not only did that, but he is still doing it. What do you mean? He's still reaching out, knocking at people's hearts and saving everyone that'll come to him. Christmas and after. I'm glad we had a real Christmas. I'm glad Jesus come and was born of a virgin. Glad he was laid in a manger. That sounded like pretty hard stuff, being laid in a manger, being there at a stable. But you know why he did that? He did that for you and me. Came all the way from heaven. Think about that. Think about being in heaven, uh, being part of the Godhead and giving that up and coming down to be born in such a lowly pattern. But he did that so he could reach out to you and me. We're going to ask him to sing again. And, and please come. And if you're here and you're saved, ask yourself, did I get distracted? I've been distracted since I got saved. I've been off track, out of the road. But when I come and repented and I got in, God blessed me again. And then I could help my friends. I could help people I cared about. I could help people I love. After I got on track, I could help them. I couldn't save them, but I could be a light to them and I could point them to Jesus. And listen, if you're here tonight lost, please come, please come, please come. Obey the Lord. Why not tonight? Why not tonight? Why not tonight? There's no good reason why not. A lot of good reasons why. Especially the eternity of your soul. 
You don't have to go to hell and be in torment for eternity. You can go to heaven and have the joy of God forever. Well, I like living down here, but I'm glad I'm going to heaven. We will not, listen, we will not stay here always. We're going to die and we're leaving here. We're going to die, we're going to leave here. We're either going to heaven or hell. Where are you going? It's up to you. Choose ye this day whom ye will serve. Will you choose Jesus? You can have him. Amen. Amen. With heads bowed and eyes closed for just a minute, not doing this to try to trick you or put you on the spot, and I, I never try to embarrass anybody. I'm not trying to point you out, nothing like that. But sometimes when heads are bowed and eyes are closed, I think it maybe gives us just a little clearer thought of where we're at. We can just think about where I'm at, what my situation is. I'd like to start with the saved people tonight. Is there somebody here that's been saved, but after you got saved, you just really haven't followed God like you should and haven't let your light shine to your friends and you realize that you need to get in and you'd like for the church to pray for you that you can get in and get where you need to be so you can rejoice and so you can help your friends. Would you just raise your hand? Say with that, yeah, that, that fits me. Would there be one, just raise your hand, admit. Just admit it. You know, we just need, uh, we need to be honest with ourselves. Just admitting where we're at is a step in the right direction toward doing what God wants us to do and, and toward being what God wants us to be. Is there one? <coughs> Excuse me. Is there one? that's saved, that realizes you're just not on the right track. You need to get in, and you need to let God bless you so you can be a light to your friends. Would you just raise your hand and say that, pray for me? I'm not gonna come to you or point you out. Quickly, one more time, would you just raise your hand saying, pray for me, I need to really get in. I don't see a hand on that. Surprises me a little bit, but that's, that's not up to me, it's up to you. Now let me speak to you that are lost tonight. Uh, don't be ashamed to admit if you're lost, but if you're lost, just raise your hand saying, yeah, I'm lost, I need to get saved. Would you do that? I appreciate that hand. I appreciate that hand, and I appreciate that other hand. Would there be one more that just raise your hand to that? I sure, I sure appreciate those hands. Would there be another one tonight, just simply raise your hand saying, pray for me, I need to get saved. Okay, raise your heads up and open your eyes. I tell you what, we're going to sing another song, and whether you raised your hand or didn't, uh, if God's speaking to your heart, I want to beg you to come to the altar tonight and seek Jesus. Do, do like those uh, shepherd boys did. Say, we need to go right now, and we need to make haste, and they did. While we sing, please come. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yes. Amen. Well, I appreciate that testimony. I felt that and relates to me. I went to the altar a number of times before I got saved. 
I'm glad I went. I'm glad I kept going and kept seeking. I'm glad I got what I got. Amen. Somebody else feel like saying something before we sing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. She did the right thing. She finally honored what she said. Amen. 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 Thank the Lord. Right. Amen. Yeah. Right. Right. Amen. You may be like that tonight. Maybe you've been putting it off a little bit. Maybe you've even said the same thing. I did that when I was lost. If they sang one more song, I might go. And they did, and I went. Please sing. Please come. Come and pray. We just like to get down here with you and pray with you. Nothing to embarrass you. You don't have to tell us anything about your sins. God already knows. You don't have to make a speech. But would you just come and pray? Just come and pray. If you just feel a little bit like it, come and pray. Come and pray and ask God to bless you and help you. Obey the Lord. It's your move, your choice. It's your life. And if you're lost, it's your soul. Come on. feels like coming to pray. For whatever reason, you're welcome. Come, we'll pray. Obey the Lord. something on your heart to say or do before we come to a close. I'm 
sure glad everybody's here. Glad the Lord's given us this meeting tonight. God's mighty good to us. Okay, nothing else. Time to come to close. Uh, Brother Vince, would you pray this message? Yeah, Lord. Amen. Amen.